I'd like to read from Psalm 73. Uh, first, I just wanted to say how much we appreciate all that you all do with this youth conference. Our teenagers come back very helped in the Lord. Uh, but one time I snuck over here over ten years ago. And you all wouldn't recognize me. Back then I shaved my head, but now my hair naturally is gone. And I was a twenty-one and was living in Memphis at the time doing lawn work for a year. Uh,yardwork.啊,我那个时候是二十一岁,是在那个前那西州,Memphis,那边,那个时候我做的工作是在,在那个花园,或者在那个做花园的工作。So, uh, uh, in my pursuit of the Lord, the Lord brought me out of a denomination I was in, and I ended up in Memphis with the church group there to discover the house of God. Originally, I grew up in Kentucky, like with Kentucky Fried Chicken. So in Memphis, I heard about this church group here in Queens, and some of the brothers and sisters here. 在田纳西州的时候,我就听到在皇后区这里这里的聚会。And uh, I saved up my money, took months to buy a plane ticket to come here. 那我就用了好几个月的时间,省下一些钱,存了钱,买机票,我就来到这里。And uh, there were two brothers I wanted to meet, uh, Stephen Kong and Christian Chen. Uh,我就想要来拜访两位弟兄,一位是江弟兄,一位是陈弟兄。and neither of them were here the weekend I came. <laughs> the other thing I was interested in were all the elderly saints. And thank God when we broke bread, uh, I heard some prayers of sweet sisters with tears and was very touched. And my plan was the whole weekend to talk to older saints and learn from them. But because I was 21, they put me with the teenagers all weekend. And thank God I was so well hosted and loved. So Chloe Chow received me in and showed me around and introduced me to other friends. Chloe? Chloe. 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 Chloe.
And the, the Giesland boys showed me around New York City. Testing two. Morris 弟兄的小孩呢，就带他去纽约市参观。So actually, at that time, I had、uh, been reading a lot of Watchman Nee books. 那个时候我读了许多尼弟兄的著作。I may have read all of the ones from Christian Fellowship Publishers over three times. 我我也把那个基督徒的呃出版社的那个翻译的那个那些不不是翻译就是出版的所有的书都几乎都读了。And with my lawn job, I saved up money to buy an MP3. So I would download lots of messages and listen to them all the time. 我就把所有的讯息从网络上当啊那个下载下来，我就可以这样随时的听。So I read somewhere that Brother Ni and his coworkers traveled very lightly. 我听说那个尼弟兄以及他同工，他们旅行的时候随身带的行李都非常的轻便。They didn't have a lot of luggage, so I tried the same thing when I visited here. Hear me now. 所以我也跟他们学习，所以我来这里呢，我也带很少的行李。And the Kingslands can tell you because they picked me up. I had a bag this big. 那 Morris 弟兄 ，Morris 家庭呢，就可以告诉你，的确，他他旅行的时候，他的行李就随身携带就这么一个小小的包。Yeah, and there had undergarments and、uh, toiletries. Things like that. 就是好像内衣裤啊，还有盥洗用具。So where were the rest of my clothes? 那我其他的衣服在哪呢 ？I didn't really know how to do this, so I wore three layers of clothes. 那我没有这样的经验，所以那时候穿了我就把穿了三层的衣服。So I had a pair of khakis and a pair of jeans and a multiple shirts all on the airport on the way here. 所以我上飞机的时候就穿了好几条裤子，也好穿了好几个大衣，都穿在身上。Now, this is after 9/11 had happened. 那这个是因为在九一一事件之后的事情。And they were pulling people at random, and I got chosen to be searched. <笑>那个时候大家在在机场就会呃随机的就会抽检一些人，就弟兄就被抽检了。So they opened up one pair of jeans, and then another pair of jeans. <笑>他就他就穿了两条牛仔裤，就给他一条一条的脱开来看。And then on the way home, the Gieslands were merciful and they gave me a big bag to carry all of my clothes. Ah, 回到 Morris 弟兄家里，他他们就给他一个包袋子，就可以装着所有的衣服。So I'm a big fan of all the Lord's been doing in the assembly here in Queens. 所以我听我觉我就非常的渴慕呃来来到这里跟弟兄姊妹一起聚会。And even to this day, I secretly get on your website and download your messages and listen to them. 所以，即使到今天，我还常常私下里头呃下载一些这里的信息。Even your open sharing， 啊，甚至包括我们的，就是说每个每个月第一次的这个自由的见证的信息。So if I get to meet you and talk to you, I might recognize your voice and remember what you shared. 所以，若是我跟你交谈，可能我就会听出你的声音来。The Toronto group is trying to leave, and there are two cars blocking. We don't know if any of them are somewhere up here. So one is a blue Toyota with license plates K and E. And the other one is a Psalm 73 verse 25. 诗篇七十三篇二十五节。Silver Toyota KWA. If it happens to be someone up here who has the keys for it, please move it. Thank you. Whom have I in the heavens, and there is none upon earth I desire beside thee. 除你以外，在天上我有谁呢 ？Okay, then I want to read the verse. 除你以外，在地上我也没有所爱慕的。Sorry. 
like to read the first uh, phrase so the, the last blue Toyota is Virginia point just the first part it says but as for me it is good for me to draw near to God Okay, let's read verse 25 one more time. Whom have I in the heavens? And there is none upon earth I desire beside thee. Let's pray together. Lord, we worship you together. We're so thankful for your great love to us. Lord, we thank you for drawing us near to you at the breaking of bread time this morning. And Lord, we treasure your word. We pray you speak your word directly into our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. This morning, I'd like to talk about what we're interested in. A more godly way to say it is, what is your desire? So we want to get into how to have this desire for the Lord. The verse we just read says, who do I have in the heavens? There's no one on the earth that I desire besides the Lord. And I think most of us that are born again in here have experienced this at multiple times in our life. You can say with everything in the world, the universe, everything that you know about, nothing is your desire except the Lord. This is also called first love. First desire. And desire is really a piece of love. For example, if you love chocolate, when you're filled with your love for chocolate, you desire chocolate. Now, I may naturally love chocolate. But after eating so much yesterday, at the end of the day, I didn't desire any chocolate. So, in truth, I love chocolate, but I didn't have a desire for chocolate because I was full. But when you're filled with love for something, you have a desire for it. So you're very hungry, there's a nice, rich, expensive piece of chocolate there, and you desire it. Now that is a different love than the love of God. The love of man is the love for chocolate. And you don't love chocolate in a selfless way. It's very selfish. Because if you love chocolate, you're going to eat it. And chocolate has no benefit. 
Now, there's a love with humans for one another. There's a type of family love which has a little bit of selflessness in it. It's more like you're stuck together, you know each other well, and you're just together. And then naturally we experience the love between a man and a woman. And sometimes there's a little bit of selflessness as well. Sometimes you see how lovely the other person is and you love them. But a lot of times, unfortunately, we love them because we feel so great around them. Just by ourselves, it can be pretty selfish that we love this person because of what benefit they give to us. So when the body shape changes and the hair is lost, the the love can fade if it's selfish. My wife had to consider this before we got married. Right before we got married, uh, I was living in Israel with Lance Lambert. The other guys could see that my hair was starting to get thin. So they all said, mate, you better hurry up and get a wife. Even Lance said something similar. Then I went to the barber. And this barber said, son, by the time you're 30, you're going to have no hair. Thankfully, her love wasn't so vain. She told me afterwards that she was praying about it and searching for faults with me, and she found one fault, which was my hair. She said for about three seconds she contemplated it. But she said that's not a big deal. So she married me, and by God's grace, we're still in first love. And we discovered a secret with first love, because we, we wanted to stay in first love. When we got married, some older people told us, you'll so some people told us the first year is the worst year, and some people told us the first year is the best year. But we discovered something of a cycle of first love that can happen in a marriage, where one loves the other, then the other loves them back, and then one loves the other again. Uh, please, uh, 
This is the way it is in the scripture with our first love of the Lord. In 1 John 4.19, it says that we love him because he first loved us. Right away. So this is the cycle. He loved us first, and then we respond and love him back. There's another verse in Proverbs 8.17 that says, I love those that love me. So here you have the Lord loving those who love him. So which one comes first? While we were still sinners and enemies of God, He loved us. And what happens is with the Christian is they respond and love Him back. now this weekend with the young people, I think many of them have had a renewed desire for the Lord. There's something of a draw when you're with others who are pursuing the Lord. In Song of Solomon 1.4, it says, Draw me and we will run after you. If one person is drawn in a desire after the Lord, others catch it and they get pulled towards the Lord as well. So sometimes if you talk with a person who's in first love or has a real desire for the Lord, you catch it. It's very contagious. 
是非常的有传染性的，是比那个比那个煤那个碳更有。You sneeze in your face with first love and you catch it. 那你好像就你你你闻到了，你就你也就被抓到了。So this can happen in a worship time or a breaking bread time or a one-on-one fellowship. 那可能在这个敬拜当中，可能在波饼当中，也可能在我们私下一对一的交通里头。Really thank God for brothers and sisters because we need each other to pursue together. 哦，刚才讲了，就是说这个传染性比那个感冒更更有传染性，所以这就是说，当我们一起敬拜的时候，我们更容易一起得着。But what do you do when you're on your own? We should be focused on Monday during the day, and you feel where's my desire. And you actually might notice what you're interested in isn't quite the Lord. 但是你就会发觉你所有兴趣的就不见得就是在主身上。When two lovers are interested in each other, they're checking for messages from each other all the time. 当两个人彼此相爱的时候，你就不断的想要看看你有他彼此有没有送给对方有什么信息。Back in the day, it might be a letter in the mail. Now it might be a email or a chat or a text. 在我那个时代是好像也许每天写一封信，但现在呢可能彼此发短信，彼此打电话。If you're really interested in each other, you may check about twenty times a day. 如果你真的这样子对他有兴趣，你可能一天要要查看二十次。It's what you're interested in. You find time for it. 如果你对那个有兴趣，你就会啊找时间来做这个事情。If you've ever read a good catching book, then you notice that you always have time to finish reading it. 如果你说被那个书所吸引，你总会发现你找得出时间来看那个书。Because it's so captivating. In between things, you find a little bit, a minute here, two minutes there. And you read the book very fast. It could be a fiction book or a non-fiction book. It's non-fiction if you're really interested in the subject. But these fiction books have a trick about them at the end of each chapter. They purposefully don't conclude. They want you to turn to the next page. He 故意那里好像没有把结论结果说出来，他就让你吸引你再看下一页。And they keep you very interested. 他就让你保持着好像一直对那有兴趣。Now last week I shared with some middle schoolers in New Jersey. 啊，上个星期我在纽泽西跟那个呃中学生分享了一些。And I had four sessions with them. 我跟他们有四段的时间。Uh, this is fifth grade through eighth grade. Like you, you know, so I prepared four messages. So I prepared four messages. And there were about twenty-five of them. Uh, Something is different about middle schoolers than all of you all in this room. The biggest problem is to maintain their interest. So actually, I only was able to share one message for four times. So ten minutes of my first message. Plus seventy minutes of keeping their attention was the first time. So, uh, first, first time sharing, the first ten minutes shared the news, but then later, uh, maybe sixty minutes, sixty minutes, just the other sixty minutes, just like 
抓住他们了，要要抓住他们了，要要要回到这个兴趣来。Yeah, so sharing with middle schoolers is very different.所以跟那个呃中学生分享是很很不一样的。And another thing you might notice is if you're interested in the news, you're often looking throughout the day if there's any new news.还有或者你对一些新闻很关心，所以整天来讲你就不停的想要去看看有没有什么新的新的消息。if you've got a project with work or something like that, you may be thinking about it even in your downtime. Even you're not at work, but you're thinking of it. An email can be quite exciting. Because of the different things I'm involved with, I have about 15 different email addresses. So it's almost automatically that every 30 minutes, if I check my phone, I've got some email that could interest me. Now, in this time with uh, smartphones, one of the scariest things for a teenager is, or even us adults is to be without our smartphone. You sit still and you don't know what to do. You want to check something. If you have money and stocks, you might be checking it often. So the complaints about not enough time I think have to be measured with what are we actually interested in. When we don't have enough time for the Lord, we should track our time and see Now, I don't want to share anything against anybody here. And I have no idea if if all of us are in first love or not. I don't know. Actually, I want to get into things expecting that at different times we're not having a desire for the Lord. So I've been trying to learn how to have a desire for the Lord when I don't have a desire for the Lord. I find myself with five minutes and I notice I don't feel a desire to seek the Lord. I'm more interested in reading the comics of the newspaper than reading my chapter for the day in the Bible, or one of my Bible readings. So I'm not preaching you've lost your first love and returned to first love. Just want to share something I've been trying when I notice my desire is not for the Lord. Now the way desire works, the real desire after God. Is just like in Second Corinthians 
那个怎么来亲近神？愿意有那个渴慕的心，就在哥林多书二章，啊，哥林多后书二，啊，哥林多后书五章十四节。In this verse, he says, "The love of Christ constrains me." 就是说，神的爱激励我们，或者说，神的爱困迫了我们。And he concludes two things. 所以可以有两点两个结论。One died for all, then all have died. 就是说，一个人为众人死，所以众人，众人也为他一个人死。So here's a man of God with a real passion and desire after the Lord, and it's something constraining him, pulling him, bringing him into this desire. So here, there is one person who is like that, who is drawn by God's love, and he is willing to pursue God. Again, it's this love of Christ that's pulling him. So it's Jesus' love that pulls him. He's constrained by the love of Christ. So one aspect of it is that one died for all. So one aspect of it is that one died for all. So this is the way we're touched, especially when we're first saved. So this is the way we're touched, especially when we're first saved. And if we see a picture of him with his pierced hands and the crown of thorns on his brow, we're so touched by the love of Christ. 若是我们看那幅图画，他的手、他脚都被都被那个刺伤，他额头那个荆棘也刺伤他的额头。Even when we break bread at the table of his love, we're so touched when we remember how his blood has washed us clean. How he's given us new life and how he saved us and rescued us. So when we're eating bread and remembering the love of Christ, we're touched by his love. 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 Sometimes your desire is renewed because you see a fresh vision of how he died for you. Sometimes our desire is renewed because you see a fresh vision of how he died for you. Maybe you're at the breaking bread time, and in some way you remember this love. You see how one died for all, and you're constrained again to pursue after him. So, maybe it's in the breaking of bread, maybe it's through the brothers and sisters' sharing. You're again renewed. You think about God's love for us, so you renew your love. And this weekend with the youth, they've shared about how beautiful Christ is and how His grace has come to us to save us. 这个周末就分享到啊，主的恩典是何等的大，他是何等的美丽。If you hear the prayers of the youth, sometimes after the a couple of the messages, they're so touched by the love of Christ for them. 若是我们听到在信息的末了那些年轻人他们这样祷告，我们就可以听到他们是何等的被主所摸着。And I talked with some of them afterwards, and I can tell you they have a desire renewed right now for the Lord Jesus. 所以我跟年轻人交谈的时候，我就可以呃确信他们实在更新了对主的爱。And when we were singing the song earlier in the breaking of bread,、uh, of all that the Lord has done for us and what have we done for Him, it really touched my heart with this love of Christ. <coughs> 所以当今天早上，当我们在唱一首诗歌说，说主为我们做了这么多，我们为主做了什么呢？我实在摸着了我的心。This response of love comes back and says, "For you, for you, O Lord, I give my all." When you're touched with the love of Christ, you just lay down all and you pursue after it.
当我们被主的爱主摸倒的时候，我们真的说，我们就全人都要献给主，我们真是要来这样的追求主爱，来爱他。So another thing is then all have died.那那句经节的下半段就是众人都死了。And afterwards he kind of explains this in verse fifteen.所以在第十五节他自己就这样解释了。That we should no longer live for ourselves, but to Him who died for us and has been raised. 我们就不应该为自己活，要为那啊死而复活的主而活。So what this means is one died for all, all have died. It means that all of us have been freed from the bondage of sin. 根据经节说，一人为众人死，众人都死了的意思就是说，我们都从那个罪中释放出来了。This is good news for believers, and it means that we have resurrection life. We have the grace of God within us. We have His love able to overcome in us. 对我们来讲是蒙恩的人是何等的好消息，就是说我们都蒙了这个恩典，我们都。Oh, if love comes down and touches us, the experience is great. So when we experience the grace of God and are strengthened by His grace, able to live by grace, it's an experience of the love of God. And every time you're experiencing the life of Christ overcoming in you or living through you or enjoying the joy of the Lord, this is all a taste of the love of Christ. And by responding to it, it's your response of love. And then this love of Christ constrains you. So one side of the constraint of love is that you see how he loved you and died for you. And that has to do with having your sins forgiven, being freed from sin, and being saved as well. On the other side of his love constraining us is that you experience the life of Christ inside of you. You don't live by your own strength, but you discover the resurrection life of Christ. So the, the best way to have a desire for Christ is to experience the love of Christ. I'd say the daily way to have a desire for the Lord is this way of realizing that all have died. It's the way of realizing that he has given you a new life. Okay, so let's, let's look a little bit at what we normally might be doing and, and desiring. 
Now, in the soul, there's a few parts that we commonly all agree to of, of functions. In the soul, there's three functions that we normally agree with. Even in psychology, they use these things, basically. So one is your ability to think. One is that you have feelings. And the other is that you're so stubborn. No, not really. The other is that you have choices. It does have to do with being stubborn This is your mind, your emotions, and your will. Now, I was thinking about desire and thinking, this just has to do with will. But it's definitely not true. Sometimes you desire uh, because of emotional reasons. So your will is affected by a lot of stuff. One thing your will is affected by is your physical body. In a little while, we're going to all desire some food. And the smell will affect us. The sight will affect us depending on the food. And our stomachs getting more empty will will create in us a desire for food. So here's a natural desire, which is good and right. And in Psalm 73:25, when it says, There's nothing on earth I desire besides thee, it doesn't mean that there are no other small desires. But all of these desires fit under the big desire after Christ. Now, if you have an emotional desire for somebody, it can overpower your reasoning. For example, Catherine, my wife, and I have a problem late at night. We both emotionally like each other. But in our minds, we want to go to sleep at a good time. And in our wills, earlier in the day, we determined we're going to go to bed early tonight. But her eyes are so lovely. Her heart is so good. And we get to talking. And especially if any old pictures are brought out, that's terrible. Then we'll, we'll stay up all night. So your emotions can really affect what you're interested in. I may desire to exercise every day. But some days I don't feel like it. 
Now another thing is uh, your mind can affect your will. You become interested in something intellectually and actually it pulls your desire towards that. I'm not saying these things are bad, but these are what's happening to us all the time. And there's something that the enemy is trying to do through the world system. In this world system, he's not necessarily using evil things all the time, but he always wants your desire. So if you study the world through the scriptures, you discover that it's not only evil stuff. The system of the world includes all of the legitimate things as well. And that's why as Christians we can't escape the world. We're always in this world, even if we're not of this world. But what's the world after? Is eating bread a sin? Is eating bread a sin? Is eating food sin? It's definitely not a sin. But if the world can get your desire to be after food, then it's got you. And so we may spend an hour looking at great recipes. It may occupy our thoughts all day. What's for dinner tonight? It's a question of desire. And there may be things that you can watch or look at that are actually not sinful. So as parents, we've had to question, is it sinful for a kid to watch a, uh, a cartoon teaching about ABCs? Which gets us thinking about all of these different things of games and uh, shows or sports or other things like this. But I think it may not be such a question of sin if you watch the Super Bowl game or not. All the guys just frowned at It's not a sin. The question is, where is our desire? So, uh, if I'm into watching sports and I'm doing fantasy football, and throughout the day I'm checking everything, uh, and my desire is all into it. And remember, it's not the action. The, what the world is after is your desire. When there's a desire, it occupies your thoughts. 
Especially if you have a busy life or a family with kids, your time is pretty valuable when you have free time. Being in New York, you have the experience of a busy life. And I've had some experiences of very a very busy life. Now during that time period, you don't have four hours of relaxing time all day, every day. You have four minutes here and there. And that's when you discover what you're interested in. Now, when I first discovered these Watchman Nee books, I was very interested in And I was in college at the time, full time, with more hours than a lot of college students do now. And I worked 20 hours a week, and I had about five meetings a week. And one of the meetings I preached at, and the other meeting I was a Bible study that I led. But when I got the free time, I jumped into one of those books. So I just read a page, and then I had to go. But I could almost read a book a day. And then uh, I hadn't read uh, fiction books for a long time up until about a year ago I, I read one. And I read the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. So I discovered something that really bothered me. I could read 50 pages in one day. But I couldn't read 50 pages in the Bible in one day. Something was wrong and it really bothered me. So you question. Why can I read so much, the same amount of words, with this book, but I can't with this book? And I remembered at one time when I had such a desire for the Lord that I was reading uh, 40 chapters a day. And I was reading the New Testament weekly and the Old Testament monthly or something like that. But I couldn't do that for a year. Because during the first month when I started, I wanted to do that. So 
And because I was meeting the Lord as I was reading and I was learning new stuff and experiencing the Lord, my desire grew more and more as I read more and more. But something was wrong a month later. And then I was like 40, 50 chapters a day. It was a law over me that was crushing me. So what happens? When there's a desire, there's time. Now, it's not that we should all read so many chapters of the Bible a day. But maybe in your conscience, you feel before God to read one or three or four chapters a day. But we've gone for many days without reading anything. And in our minds, we reason with our conscience and we say, I've been so busy. The issue is, I've lost my desire. So don't feel condemned. Let's just look at how do I get that desire. It can happen to you by accident. Actually, the Lord can just give it to you, and you don't know where it came from. Thank God for that. But that's not dependable daily. And like I said earlier, it can happen because of others that have the desire. It may be that every week when you come here on Sunday, you test the flame from all the brothers and sisters. But unfortunately, sometimes you may come to the breaking of bread, and all you hear, you feel, are dead, dead prayers. And you hear one prayer and you think, oh, that was probably fake. And then you try to pray because you feel like you should. You feel so dry. And even when someone prays with a real heart and tears, it doesn't touch you. So it could be that you get swept up into this desire, but it's not always reliable. There's one thing that I've been discovering is reliable to get desire today. Now remember that natural desire can be affected by a lot of things. And it's pretty selfish. And you can duplicate some of your actions as a Christian with natural desire. For example, you're so interested in prophecy that you read the book of Revelation and your desire to read it. But maybe the reason you're desiring is to impress somebody else. 
，其实你是想读了之后讲给人家听，人家对你好像很很有发奖。But the desire that comes from the Lord is a pure selfless desire. 但是若是从主来的那样的渴慕是一个很纯净的、没有自私的爱慕。So here's how it works. We love because he first loved us. 所以就是这样说，因为我们爱他，因为他先爱了我们。We desire because he desires us. 我们爱他，因为我们这样渴慕他，因为他渴慕我们。This Shulamite in the Song of Solomon discovered this by the end of the book. 所以就在雅各书最后的那里，苏拉密女有这样的发觉。She says a few times she's her beloved. 他说了，在书中他说了很多次，我所爱的。But the last one, she says, I am my beloved and his desires. 但是就是他说，哦，我的良人，我爱慕的，他也爱慕我。And if you read the Song of Solomon, you discover a person whose desire is going up and down like a roller coaster. 所以当我们读雅各书的时候，看了这个这个女子的爱，好像是坐那个云霄飞车上上上下。Every time she's with. Solomon, she's got the desire again. So by the end of it, she discovered what it is. It's his desire is for her, and then she's pursuing after him. And this is the case with all of us. All of us, the Lord desires us first. So, so this morning, I can honestly say that the Lord is interested in all of us. So, today, interested in talking to you in those spare three minutes. Even when you need to check your email, he's interested in being with you when you do it. He just says, "When you want to check your email, he's interested in being with you when you do it." He just says, "When you want to check your email, he's interested in being with you when you do it." He just says, "When you want to check your email, he's interested in being with you when you do it." He just says, "When you want to check your email, he's interested in being with you when you do it." He just I want to check my social media. That's why I always say. You can check the social media. I want to check the news. You want to read the news. I want to read a good book. You want to read a good book. You want to read a good book. I want to play with toys. You want to play with toys. Even if you don't feel like you desire the Lord, in that moment, just look up to Him. Say, Lord, I will come to you. What happens is this part of your soul, the will, is looking up to the Spirit. So, just in that moment, your soul's power is looking up. We were created for the spirit to lead the soul. So it's when we look up to God, look up to Him, to see Him face to face, that actually we touch His desire for us. So when we look up to God, look up to Him, to see Him face to face, that actually we touch His desire for us. Emotionally, you don't feel like 
pursuing the Lord. And mentally, your thoughts are all over somewhere else. But in that moment, just try this. With the weak of a will that you have, just look up to the Lord. And the emotions might not bubble over. We ourselves are not personally and, uh, only But spend time looking at him face to face. And in a spiritual way, your desire for him will be strengthened. Now, I've just been trying this for some months. And throughout the day, I may fall in and out of interest of the Lord. But in that moment, I'm trying to look off unto Jesus, the leader and completer of our faith. And then, with that foundation, I may be free to check my So they can think like an adult, but they've got to play like kids. I get to play volleyball or frisbee with them a bit. Maybe if I'm trying to be a super Christian, I would think it's a waste of time. I could read one more spiritual book chapter in the time it took me to play the volleyball game. But actually, I naturally desire to play volleyball. But when I seek the face 
of the Lord and go play volleyball in the presence of the Lord is so so as Christians, we have a lot of freedom of what things we might be doing. We shouldn't think that a Christian just reads the Bible, prays, and sings hymns. However, a Christian has a desire for Christ. And then everything fits into the right spot. So I just wanted to bring that encouragement in our downtime, the three moments, to first go to his face. The first thing you may run into is if there's any sin in your life. There's something on your conscience. This is the doorway to his presence. So before this Savior who loves us, we just confess our sins. Don't hide from him, just come to the light. And if he points something out, we just freely confess it and turn away from it. That's an experience of His love. The blood of God's Son cleanses us from all sin, and we've touched the love of Christ. And from that, He draws us. The next thing you may run into is that the Lord has spoken to you to maybe serve him in a certain way or give up certain things. And this really has to do with consecration. But as you look off to the Lord, if something's wrong, he'll show you in your heart. This is a daily routine thing to do with our relationship with the Lord. This is for new Christians, not just old Christians. But throughout the day, we look off to the Lord, just for a moment. But after this type of foundation, a, more, a very important thing is to just sit there and behold We should practice wasting time face to face with God. Encourage you to practice it early in the morning and at little times throughout the day. You can even be at a bathroom break for something. So even though you work or you're at school, you can always take a bathroom break. 
But in that break, you can look off to the Lord Jesus. And what we discover in that is our hearts are so noisy that we need to quiet. So if you get in your car, you want to turn on the radio. When I was a teenager, I couldn't be in a car without the radio turned on. So when I was a teenager, I couldn't be in a car without but we say no way, we need background music. So I would study with background noise. I would study in college and I always had to play background music. If you were talking to me, in the back of my mind, I was still listening to something. And even now, you'll probably all notice, when you're talking to somebody and trying to listen, you're also thinking about something else. It's something to daily practice quieting our hearts. So try to just spend 60 seconds with a quiet heart. Uh, at first, it may take you five minutes to get those 60 seconds with a quiet heart. You sit there before the Lord, but then you think about something at work. You may need a notepad next to you because then you think of something you need to do. Or you remember something that happened that day. But have you ever done a staring contest with someone as a kid? You stare at each other until you're both crying and somebody blinks. Now at that time, as a kid, you're pretty much focused on that because your eyes are hurting and you're trying to stare at them and not lose. So I want to encourage us to have a spiritual staring contest with the Lord. And the eyes of your heart may burn a little bit. Because he's exposing sins and shame and his light is, is fiery. You may need to blink a few times in repentance. As we behold him face to face, we see how lovely he is. 
And when you see how lovely he is, you remember that he's so much more desirable than all the things of the world that you want. When you see his face and his tears for you, you come back and you want to know the Lord. The only reason we don't have a desire for the Lord today is because we haven't spent time with him. Just spend a few moments, find his face and your desires back. You meet his love and you love him right back. It may not be that your emotions bubble over and have a desire, emotional desire. But we can feel it spiritually that there's a desire deep within. This morning we looked at the when we were breaking bread, we looked at the lost sheep. <laughs> So distant from the Lord, so full of your sins and your failures and your shame. And how can I even come back to him? But need drives us towards him. We try to come back to the Lord and we prepare what we're going to say, but we can't even make it. You know, in that story, the prodigal son didn't make it back to the house. He can only come halfway. And all of us often cannot come all the way through to the Lord. You want to desire the Lord, but you so love the world. But just that step towards the Father's house, just going halfway. Allows the Father to run after you and grab you. Remember that his desire is first for you. He's just waiting for you to slightly turn your head towards him. And in this way, you touch his desire and he'll pull you towards him. He kisses our hardened necks. He sweeps us up, covers us. Thank God for the love of Christ. So all of us can call out to the Lord and say, Draw me, Lord. All of us can testify and say, The love of Christ constrains me. 
thank God He's made provision for our daily walk with Him. He's made provision that tomorrow, when we're by ourselves, we can have desire for Him. So while our hearts are clear and our minds are sober, we should give ourselves to the Lord. So that deep within there is a decision in our moments to seek His face. It's so wonderful, all of us here together, so many people pursuing the Lord, all of us can take encouragement to run after Him together. Let's pray and give ourselves to the Lord. One day we will um, reach that goal and be with him forever. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for your love for us. We can't really confess, like the song, there's no one else on earth I desire besides you often. So many times, this is not our testimony. Lord, we confess of our sins before you. Lord, we turn away from our shame. We thank you for the precious blood Lord, we thank you for running after us and picking us up and pulling us in. Lord, we thank you for desiring us. Lord, thank you for being interested in us. We just want to say, by your grace, we are interested in you. By your grace, we can say we don't desire anything else. Let's offer ourselves to you, Lord, to pursue you. You've given us so much, what can we give back to you? Lord, this one thing we give, which is our heart's desire for you.